0: Down. hello and thank you very much for tuning in to the return of huddles and stout for season two um, i hope that comes as sweet sounds to the ears of irish Gridiron island fans As per usual, it's myself, the Sasquatch, but it wouldn't be an episode of Huddles of Stout if I wasn't joined by the chief of Philadelphia-based nepotism.
1: It's Rocky. How are we? Uh, uh, Hi, Sasquatch. I'm not sure how to take that. I think I made the same joke last year, but um, if anybody has remarked that every cunt has a podcast these days, well, we're just going to lean into that stereotype and we are going to deliver you gotta we're going to deliver a podcast regardless of the audience and demographic it attracts
0: you gotta wonder about a bloke who is more than one podcast that's all I'm saying
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yes uh, we have a lot um, as a network but look without much further ado I'm not going to keep you too long on the intro and stuff we're, we're basically back as per last year with I suppose an extended season preview we're going to take a, a bit of time out of each week to go through both the AFC and NFC as it sits geographically in an in NFL world. So, we're going to kick off with the AFC and the NFC West this week. We're going to give you a brief synopsis kind of our predictions for the season. And at the very end, Rocky's going to take us through the preseason fixtures this weekend. Um
1: very briefly we're no uh, we're no deep bench experts you know across the league here no. uh, we'll just go through and ultimately experience.
0: ultimately we're talking about third and fourth stringers here so look by all means if, you, if you're an opportunity to sit down and watch but who are we to judge if you choose not that
1: yeah you know? <laughs> I think um, you know most of the people if you do watch most of the games uh, most of the players you see won't be on the team in four weeks time um so really the first half maybe is where you might see interesting footballs and you might recognize some of the names into the season from these halves uh beyond that it's you know it's people battling for a job and um just the bottom line is you won't you mightn't hear any of these names ever again so Yeah, and look,
0: the only crux I'd add to that is if if you are intending on watching this season's hard knocks, it might be useful to watch the Jets games so use some extra conjecture to the storylines. But
1: other than that, it's
0: NFL preseason.
1: Few interesting situations. Obviously, you know we saw Zach Wilson in the Hall of Fame game, and he didn't exactly blow us away, despite you know being a second overall pick. Um, I hate to be
0: cantankerous but I think there's one woman he's blown away and outside of that everyone else is very much unblown away that's all I'll say (coughs) Uh, to keep our PG rating Um, Yeah.
1: PG uh, excuse my C-bomb earlier on
0: yeah I think you kind of just got it out there without noticing Um, but we'll see Um, we'll see what the feedback is on the the episode yeah without much further ado I might just kick things on Um, kick them on start Starting i with a team who probably dominated headlines for all the wrong reasons last season. To Denver Broncos. Obviously we're starting with the AFC. Um, last season finished with a 5-12 and record and they failed to make the playoffs. I'm probably not going to list key-ins and key-outs. Uh, I just think how movable the NFL is. I think uh, uh,
1: for Denver there's probably one key-in. Mm. And that being Sean Payton.
0: Hmm. Um, their first five fixtures which I think is always a good predominant how you going off tracking out the five games can can really set up your season uh, so face off against the Raiders at home, Division Rivalry Commanders at home before they face the trip to the Dolphins away Bears away and then a very interesting fixture given Sean Payton's comments the Jets at home of storylines and hyperbole about that fixture already um, I suppose my prediction kind of synopsed it as follows like there was a lot of hype around Denver particularly their offense last season and strange enough I actually think they're going to start to look a little bit more like that side that we were expecting in 2022 I still don't think they're going to have enough in the end Um, I think it'll be an improved season but one that probably ends in the feeling that it's kind of too well known for Denver fans at this moment in time, outside of maybe the Peyton Manning years in recent times. Obviously, obviously, I'm discrediting the the Elway years as dominant side in the in the league at that stage. Um, the division like it, it houses perennial powerhouses, Kansas, and I feel there's enough talent elsewhere in the division to mean that even a modest improvement isn't going to be enough to project them out of the division and into to, to January football in terms of uh, key points to kind of focus on if you're following the, the Broncos with a keen eye this year I'd be saying it'd be interesting to see how Wilson if there's any kind of return to, to expectation let's just form, say yeah, yeah um, like if, if they're going to have any way a successful season he's going to need to fire on all cylinders I would have high expectations of Sean Payton as a coach and I would like to see how he's gonna get this offence firing, because if he gets them firing, who knows? Um they've a strong secondary, so hopefully keep them all together. And look, there's there's whole scale coaching changes, not just with Sean Payton. So is that gonna click from the off or could we have say a situation like we had in LA, not last season, the season prior, when they kinda of struggled but down the stretch and definitely into the playoffs they rode at home and won a Super Bowl so I don't know but as things stand three weeks four weeks out from the season my prediction third in the AFC West and a record of seven and ten which is an extra two wins than what they had last year
1: um, I stuff. yeah I, it's look I think when you're in a division sharing a division with, with Kansas you are you're out of the running for you know winning that division it's a wild card at best for anybody else in that division um and i i do agree with you i think they'll be an improved team i'm getting a bit sort of bad vibes off sean payton being so uh antagonizing um it's it's almost trying to or it has the air of trying to pump up russell wilson and like, no, Russell, you're 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 brilliant still. It's it's that was Nathaniel Hackett it was all on him. When obviously, you know, it's I find it very hard to to point blame at one person and say the entire team's dysfunction was over him. Obviously he, you know, as the coach, Nathaniel Hackett was the you know, the, the entire team's coordinator and it didn't look good at times often being late or delay game penalties, but we'll see. I do I do expect Peyton obviously far more experienced than Nathaniel Hackett it was his debut but yeah we, we'll see uh, it, it should be a much improved team
0: like we'd be remiss to just gloss over all the Russell Wilson Russell Wilson headlines last season because there was a few bizarre stories uh, as regards his behaviour so look, but it's it's an interesting franchise to keep an eye on even if they start poorly because they could turn things around
1: I think it's probably one of the more difficult teams to project not only because you know you know Russell's last season in Seattle he had a, a thumb injury so he sort of fell off a little bit um, and then obviously last season was a disaster um, so it's hard to project how he's going to do this year it's going to be hard to project how Sean Payton's or what his effect on the team is going to be. We've also seen KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick suffer injuries in, in training camp. So um you know it's it's who's there? They've got Jerry Judy and Kendall Fulton who who played quarterback for them last year. It's it's a little bit bare. So hmm. Sean Payton's need to go to come in or he's going to need to come in strong and you know, really have his game plan. Running on all cylinders, as you said, uh, I just I find it very difficult to to look optimistically on Denver, even with Sean Payton, who I would hold in high regard. Mm, fair. Um, I think that by covers it. We'll go on to, and there's not going to be too much to say about the reigning Super Bowl champs, Kansas City. Uh last season they finished fourteen and three, or seventeen and three, if you want to include the playoffs. Uh, I'm not still not over it, uh, but this isn't about us. Uh, we'll talk about Kansas here. Um, not too many losses for such a, a stacked roster. They obviously lost Orlando Brown. He was playing right tackle for them and he wanted to play left tackle, so he's gone off to join the Bengals to play left tackle and the Chiefs brought in Juwan Taylor um, to play right tackle. They also signed Charles Amenahu. He was one of the top edges uh, free agents this year. A big question mark is obviously going to be Eric Bieniemy leaving that offensive coordinator spot vacant. You know, he was he had gotten for years and years. He was getting a lot of praise for his prowess running that offense. He was always looked over for head coaching jobs. Um, so we are going to there's going to be a spotlight on kansas's offense for the second year in a row obviously last year they lost tyreek hill and that cast a spotlight gave them a chip on their shoulder we'll see what just a change at coordinator and does to Mm -hmm. them Uh, my prediction is it's not going to look drastically different i think andy reid has a huge part in in calling the plays and um coordinating the the offense I think previously the offensive coordinators in Kansas have been responsible for just talking to the quarterbacks, whereas Andy Reid calls the play. So we'll see. Um, They also lost Juju. He's gone to New England. So they will be kind of running with kind of less than ideal wide receiver core. They've got the likes of Sky Moore and... so on. Who else do they have? Marquez Tony as well. Caderius, Tonus, look Tony, to take a jump. Marquez Valdez Scantling. So a bit of a question, Mark, but it's hard to to be down on them with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey still there. So their first yeah. five games as well, opening the season um versus Detroit. That promises to be a pretty high scoring affair now. Um you gotta go with Kansas though, I think. You gotta pick Kansas on that opener. Just Detroit looking like a spicy team, particularly this year after having a, a good season last year, but gotta go with Casey. They're then um playing the Jags, and then Chicago, then the Jets and Minnesota. I just kinda had a quick run through those f- five games and I think I had them going four and one there, losing to the Jags. Um and I had them going the rest of the season and finishing twelve and five. And that was me being conservative now. I think twelve and five is a pretty safe floor for them. I'm not down on them. I'm just you know, it's you're kind of sticking your neck out if you're project or you know, you're predicting mm. a, a fourteen and three record. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got there. It's very difficult to point out weaknesses, you know, you can talk about um you know their defense being criticised that time. Uh, they obviously let Frank Clark go, and Chris Jones is what is he a hold out, hold in, but almost yeah. almost guaranteed to get get his money. He was recently voted the tenth best player on that NFL Top 100, so unlikely that he'll walk. So again, Kansas City Chiefs just a powerhouse with maybe. I think um, currently, I'm not saying all time, but I think currently Andy Reid is the best coach in the NFL. Uh, yeah. I, um, look, a lot of that has to do with the strength the of the teams current strength of the teams currently. Obviously, if you know the Patriots were still, you know, stringing together division win after division win, we'd still say, "Oh, Bill Belichick still has it." But you know, he's been dealt a, a poor hand with his his roster construction and Andy Reid is currently on top of the pile so that's why we're saying that here but it's hard to deny that
0: no, no I, I think Stan I, I tend to agree um,
1: there's not much to yeah, say I'm about not, about Kansas Like they're with Patrick Mahomes not, it's, it's you know on, on track to, to become the best player in the NFL of all time some people say he's there already and I Maybe mean, you can watch him and you can say he is but like you, you just you want to see the le- uh, longevity, or the longevity of uh,
0: and and the titles like I know that's his second yes. Um he probably needs to get closer I think if he gets to Tom's at six if he gets to four
1: I don't think he needs becomes... to surpass six but if he gets in that, no. that ballpark absolutely but it's not as if you know the previous Super Bowls were look you know i there's there's very little doubt that he'll he'll win one or two more there's
0: a there's, is that there good? is a few though there, like the one thing I would say that unfortunately for Patrick, I'm just on about like the sports debate, and there will always will be the debate over. will you play Tom in one Super Bowl, and we know who won that one now. I firmly believe mm. Patrick will finish up as the best player we've ever seen but I think when you there, there's always that you, you kind of start to build already the arguments against and how to counteract them for someone of like Patrick's ilk and I, I do think if he, if he doesn't hit at least four rings people go well he didn't even get above Montana I know so and it's, it sounds bizarre
1: because like you can tell by looking at him that he is, you know, something special. Absolutely, he's won two Super Bowls. You know, that's that's enough to get. You know, there are people in the Hall of Fame, quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame with less.
0: Which I know, but I suppose as a keen follower of the NBA, I, I see the LeBron Jordan debate and how that's been built, and I struggle to see how. The the Brady fans, let's for one for better term, will position this argument in years to come if he doesn't start hitting those um, titles. And the thing we've got to bear in mind as well, I know the NFL landscape keeps changing. He signed that deal in twenty twenty. He was he's now the tenth best paid quarterback in the league. Again, great business by Kansas.
1: Uh, and seemingly but, doesn't want to move up that ranking either.
0: No. But the the, the the piece that we levied against him will always be well Brady always took unders.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can just see the argument being formulated already. Yeah, look it's it's um, hard to,
1: to argue it, you know, one quarterback brings home more Super Bowls and at the end of the day that's their job. I'm not going to argue and say, you know, Patrick Mahomes looks better in the regular season or in the playoffs. I mean, ultimately, what people will remember is you know that big, big lump of diamond and metal on the end of your finger. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. Um, but look, moving on, someone who, while not quite at Patrick's level, someone who I definitely believe. Um, has the potential is our boy Justin Herbert that's that's becoming a topic My of um,
1: of argument now a lot of people coming out about uh, or criticising Herbert for not just getting the, the I, deed done
0: I think it's the franchise to be fair but look uh, we digress that's a dark rabbit hole you do not want me to go down about the Chargers um, but yeah look I suppose last season finished 10 and 17 defeated by the Jaguars in the Card round in make no bones but it was definitely the most embarrassing playoff loss last season forget the actual score but they were miles up at half time and I think it was a record comeback by the Jaguars in playoff history correct me where I'm wrong
1: I think it was a 27 points 27 point comeback
0: which when you compound that by how they went exit the season the season prior which was the week 17 mm. or 18 loss to the Raiders who had they played both played for a draw both would have gone through and the Raiders went for the win it's it's not a good look and I would argue that in this division he's under the most pressure not Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson at the end of the day has a ring not Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas because we kind of know what Jimmy is um, so I know that, that franchise is desperate to nail down a starting quarterback, but I think the quarterback under the most pressure in this league, in this division, is Justin Herbert. Um, you look at the first five games, doesn't really particularly amazing. Um, so they open up with the Dolphins at home. We're still not quite sure what the Dolphins are going to be week one, but potential uh, to be explosive again. Yeah, I expect season. big things from the
1: Dolphins. Hmm? I expect big things from the Dolphins. That'll be a uh, that'll be a bit of a litmus I'll, test for I'll, the team. A
0: lot of a lot of people do. Um, I'm not sure I'm convinced, but look, we'll get to them in a future episode. We will. Um, so make sure you tune in. Um, nice little segue there. The Titans away in Tennessee. They've recruited well. Always a tricky fixture. Vikings away. Who look markedly consistency under Kirk Cousins. Say what you want when it comes to crutch time, but during the regular season. They're always good. Uh, Raiders at home, and then they have. And here's something I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on a few times. Um, an early boy, and statistically, early boys are not good for successful teams. So look, that's their first five fixtures. Um, my prediction: they're gonna have to strive, obviously, for deep, deep. Postseason season push in 2023 after the last two seasons of capitulations but the capitulation last year in the wildcard round I have it written down in my notes uh, after having a 27 point advantage over the Jags it's very embarrassing and and in future years it mightn't be as embarrassing depending on how we see uh, name has escaped me quarterback for the Jaguars Trevor Lawrence's progression if in five years time Trevor Lawrence is toot and nail fighting with Patrick to be league MVP every season it's not as embarrassing right now it's very embarrassing Um, anything other than I'm going to say two playoff wins is another failed season for this team Um, and they still haven't settled in Los Angeles which having uprooted from San Diego and moved in with the Rams. That franchise could be set for some more turmoil in the next five to ten years if they don't start to embed it in LA. Key points obviously to to look out for is Joey Bosa's fitness. That man is one of the most important men in that team. How Keenan Moore's new system translates to this Chicago offense, or to this Chargers offense. They need to improve their run defense because they were they were like the human turnstile at different Mm. points in the season last year Um, and Austin Eckler is his attitude could become an issue because he's he's not currently happy with the whole contract situation so
1: I think uh, yeah he got a pat on the back and a couple of million more but um, he's just going to be going through the same drama next year
0: yeah Um, so that's key to watch as he start making business decisions which look, I don't think you can anymore. Is when I'm back, but look, it is what it is. My prediction is identical to last year: ten and seven, second in the AFC West, and maybe not another collapse, but a loss in the wildcard round. Um, unfortunately, I just I think there's there's pieces missing. Um, I love Justin Herbert, huge fan, but I'm just not sure I'm convinced on the build of that roster
1: yeah look hard to agree or disagree i should say i was high on them again last year as you were um i think you said that they would expect to have two playoff wins i think you know brandon staley he's definitely in the hot seat after the two exits he's had the last couple of years um he very much might like if the if the chargers had a disastrous start to the season you would have to imagine he's a candidate for an in-season firing you know he was he had a very successful stint as the rams defensive coordinator and he's had moments of good play as the head coach for the chargers but he's had justin herbert who's breaking passing records and and he still can't deliver a playoff win in two years and you know if we're talking about an in-season firing it will be three years um yeah, I think for him to feel comfortable or secure his his job for next year, I think he might need certainly one playoff win. Um and probably another one just to to you know, as a bit of a security blanket. I think the pressure is on Brandon Staley. You know, you said the pressure is on Justin Herbert as for, you know, it, the most pressure is on him as a quarterback in this division, I would say, you know, the same for his coach. Um, unfortunately the pressure might cost Brandon Staley his job fair we'll, um, we'll, no yeah. we'll round out the division we'll talk about the Las Vegas Raiders again this was I was kind of putting my notes together on the Raiders and it made for a pretty dismal dismal bit of uh, writing or research so they finished last season 6-11 and 11. Derek Carr pretty much disappointed everybody you know he wasn't the Derek Carr of the year previous Um, Devontae Adams still had a nice year Uh, Josh McDaniels kind of started off pretty slow and you felt they were kind of in games but look at the end of the the day they could only pull out 6 wins for going to talk quickly about some of the personnel they've obviously brought in Jimmy G to replace Derek Carr, who went to the Saints probably uh, what do you reckon I, I, I like that Spider-Man meme yeah a pretty lateral move um, yeah with the possibility with with a greater injury risk I would say um, but I said lateral Jimmy G has gotten the 49ers to a Super Bowl but this year's Raiders isn't the 2020 49ers um, yeah, where they had that, that unbelievable defense. So Jimmy G's in at the helm. Their additions aren't really worth talking about. So I had to actually cop out and put in Tyree Wilson. It was their first round draft pick. I don't like putting draft picks in as key additions because even the high pedigree players can flame out and end up you know producing nothing. But anyway, I've put Tyree Wilson in here. He could have been a top five pick, except he's just nursing a foot injury. Um another addition they had was Jacoby Myers um from the Pats. Probably a, a nice decent number two, but pretty, pretty meh. meh. Pretty meh. Pretty meh. Obviously they lost pretty Derek Kerr and I suppose I have Josh Jacobs in here with question marks obviously he's still on the franchise tag he hasn't signed it he's holding out a camp and there's a lot of talk about the the vegas raiders rescinding the franchise tag if that happens it's a bad bit of pr for the uh, for the the raiders josh jacobs was an all pro last year i think or the the year before certainly uh, a top five running back in the league um Again, just uh, another casualty of this running back crisis we find ourselves in. Ourselves, um, so I have him listed as a the loss. Reed Waller
0: moved off as well. Hmm. Obviously, Waller's moved off as well,
1: isn't he? Waller, yeah, he what was uh, he? traded to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's pretty bare bones there, and even trying to be optimistic, it's it's sort of difficult, particularly in this division. You know where you can try and talk up other teams. You know the Broncos brought in Sean Payton, uh, one of the best play callers and offensive minds maybe in the league at the moment. Obviously Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, uh, Justin Herbert, and a pretty nice offensive cast for the Chargers. What do the Raiders have? They have a, a maybe a high ceiling quarterback that's very prone to injury. Um, the kind of the showstopper pieces they brought in two years ago to rival the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Broncos they've all kind of flamed out Chandler Jones and uh, uh, Grady Jarrett I think they're all um, or was it Shaquille Barrett Shaquille Barrett and Grady Jarrett I always get confused with. but anyway uh, they've not lived up to expectations there's and look I don't follow the Raiders avidly so there's probably Raider fans out there who are probably saying we don't know what we're talking about, but uh, at first glance Raider They'd fans, right. yeah, <laughs> at first glance Raider fans, you do have my sympathy. Um, to briefly touch on their first opening play stretch, they it, they're playing at Denver, opening up against Denver, then they're traveling to Buffalo, then they're playing Pittsburgh. Out to the Chargers in SoFi Stadium, and then they're playing the Packers at home. I think I had them going two, two and three in that stretch, but finishing the season seven and ten. I'm not sure. I'm convinced with Josh McDaniels. Not no, sure. I'm not convinced right. with the not roster right. as a it's, whole.
0: His um, history in in Bron- in Denver would kind of lead you to think otherwise. Mm. Um. Yeah. Look, they they they're probably going to finish bottom in that division, um. Because I think Denver are going to get slightly better if, like at a minimum, I think they'll they'll have a modest improvement. I think you Um, had the Broncos at
1: seven and ten, and I have the Raiders at seven and ten. Now, obviously, if I ask who do you think between the two teams, you already said Broncos will come third. I do think the Raiders will probably come last in this division. Yeah, I think I think, the
0: record I listed for the Broncos is probably ceiling is what I'd be hoping Um. um at
1: this in time.
0: yeah yeah so to rank it right we're going
1: KC KC LAC LAC to be honest to, for me it's a bit of a flip of a coin it's you know Sean Payton's got to figure things out and it's got to stick and it's got to kind of do so from from pretty early on you know the writers have the easier schedule and you know they have that uh, the continuity of their coaching staff again kind of difficult to project I think my money would probably be on giving Sean Payton the benefit of the doubt yeah
0: fair um, staying west but moving from the AFC to the NFC West, um, we're better to start than last season's darling, mm. um, the Seattle Seahawks. We, I suppose, when we met last year, around the same time, we were not predicting good things for Seattle. We were probably predicting. Oh, we were the breakup of a franchise. Yeah. We were predicting. Mister Carroll. Was going to have his swan song and then Jesus and that left.
1: was a particularly bad take by Ares but I don't think we were you know I think it was bad
0: but it was a common take it was it honest. was a, and if you a disagree
1: you were lying so you know don't come at yeah. us don't want to hear it
0: so look obviously last season uh, finished 9-8 and eight, defeated by the 49ers in the division round by a score of 41-23 they probably were one of the I hope Seattle fans will take this disrespectfully they were one of the worst sides in the playoffs last season which I think is fair to say mm. um, in terms of their first five games Rams at home why the Rams are going to be this season we just don't know the Lions away the Panthers at home you to see how the Panthers look with um a new quarterback under centre the Giants away and they also have a boy early which as I've said statistically it's just never good for sides to get early boys. I think the numbers are, are something crazy but there terms of my prediction look the rebirth of Geno Smith was one of the more fun stories to be following last season um, and like say what went on prior and you might say last season was the anomaly regardless we can't sleep on the fact that he was one of the most effective quarterbacks in the league last season um, wasn't predicted to be but it ended up being one of the best receiving co-ops in the league and look regardless you have a fairly consistent coach and staff returning again for another season I think they're set up to have a similar season I don't think it's going to be a one hit wonder. I think they're set up for success again it's limited success I don't think we're talking about potential Super Bowl challenges but I think they have a handful of key young players from last year last year's rookie class and if they can continue their development I think Seattle could build the foundations to be a serious playoff contender year after year after year after
1: year yeah they've had um, um two nice well obviously assuming this draft is going to be nice but they got nice players in it but last year's draft really sort of you know planted a, a firm foundation on obviously Tariq Woolen big surprise and a big reason for kind of keeping them in games obviously paired with Quandre yeah. and, and then, uh, Jamal
0: PJ Walker running back a phenomenal season as well mm. um, yeah look I suppose my prediction then for the record I've gone second in the NFC West and I'm going like a maybe repeat of last year 10 and 8 or maybe one more maybe 10 and 7 and that's kind of the record I'm pushing out for for Seattle.
1: Yeah, I think PD, I would have yeah. them second in the division too. Um, I think they're they're certainly good enough that they could surprise and take the division. But I think if you're looking at the, the rosters face value, they are probably the second best roster in the uh, in the division. I think that I hope they're as fun this year as they were last year well we've seen it now We'll be, I'd be surprised if they, they actually you know kind of impressed as much as they did last year um, but we'll see a lot of it depends on their their draft class if, if uh, Devin Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba you know kind of live up to the uh, the hype they sh- there's no reason why they couldn't take the division if things broke right but on to what is probably going to be the top team in the division. They've probably one of the more rounded rosters in the the league at large. Um, is the San Francisco 49ers. Finished last season 13 and 4 before their unfortunate um, exit in the the championship game. Um kind of lost some Pretty decent pieces now, and I don't know. I've I still think they've an excellent roster, but they've lost um, some nice pieces in uh, Jimmy G. Obviously, okay, you know they've they've got what they think is you know a more than suitable replacement and upgrade in Brock Purdy, ready to see off Jimmy G's departure, and they have um, Trey Lance's. Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Is is dog water. He mightn't even be in the league. And now, from what I've seen, Trey Lance, he's had a couple of good practices, but I don't expect him to be in contention for the starting job. I think Darnold is probably head of of Trey Lance. Um, obviously they they brought in. I would we'll stick with the the losses from the team first. They lost Charles Amenahou, who joined the Chiefs. They lost Emmanuel Mosley, um, who went to the Lions quarter. Warner back and Jimmy Ward, the safety went to the Texans some pretty solid players I think um, PFF had all of those players ranked pretty highly and a lot of their additions were uh, kind of middle middle tier guys it, they didn't replace like for like which is hard to do because they had such a successful um, run last year it's hard to, to get guys back on reasonable contracts but they obviously brought in Sam Darnold as what might end up being the quarterback too they obviously signed Javon Hargrave he's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL over the last couple of years I think he had 11 sacks last year rushing from the inside Um, so that's a that's a big deal on their defensive line with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead pretty pretty fierce Um. and looking at their first 5 games it's they're opening up in Pittsburgh then they're playing the Rams, the Giants, the Cardinals and then playing Dallas.
0: Uh,
1: I don't really like you know projecting anybody to go 5 and out. So I project them to go 4 and 1, but if they went 5 and 0, if they opened up with five straight wins in that stretch, I would not be in the least bit surprised. Uh, I have them finishing the season 11 and 6 again I think that's pretty conservative I think they could exceed that and obviously things can go wrong and they could you know not reach that but I think that's probably a, a decent baseline they'll certainly get to that territory um, yeah look and
0: look as always health health with the San Francisco 49ers it's, they just always seem to they're star studded but they always seem to be beat up um, and I'm not saying it was the reason but it was a massive factor in last season's NFC Championship game
1: absolutely I'm like people argue that um, if Brock Purdy stayed in that the 49ers might have won that game I don't know about that but I think it's it's pretty plain that once Brock Purdy went out there was no chance of um, Mm. the 49ers taking that game Uh, one I think sorry go on that
0: chat that chat got fairly muted given Jalen Hurts' performance in the Super Bowl to be fair it
1: did it did um, yeah I think that certainly helped to quell it you know if if Hurts went out and played pretty poorly they'd have a much more justified position mm-hmm. just one more addition I do want to touch on for the 49ers because it's you know it's probably uh, significant is D'Amico Ryan's got a head coaching job in Texas Steve Wilkes comes over from Carolina you know he's he took up the interim head coaching job there in carolina and kind of rallied the team after matt rule's departure um so again i think it's it's probably a a good replacement i wouldn't expect you know just from coach to coach a massive drop off the only concern is you know it is a new defensive coordinator and most of the free agents that left the team were on defense so not only is the cohesion of the defensive unit you know not intact but there is the new defensive coordinator again i don't think it's gonna derail their season but maybe early on in the season we'll see them playing much like last year when they had a couple of inexplicable losses uh, like to chicago i know that was a rain game but we might just see something along that ilk early on in the upcoming season you know they might drop a game to uh dallas five games in or or even pittsburgh last year surprised by beating cincinnati so you never know that type of upset might happen we'll see i still have them going 11 and 6 and taking the division fair
0: fair um yeah moving from probably the best side in the division probably to easily the worst um is the arizona cardinals Last season they finished four and thirteen, which got them four in the west, and I'm not predicting any sort of a bounce back from that this season. They're opening five, commanders away, Giants at home, Cowboys at home, 49ers away, and the Bengals at home. And that's a, as as about as tough as it gets. Um obviously a key thing for the commanders last season was just how beat up they were in defensively. Um the Giants play how they played last season I can see them going 0-5 in that stretch easy enough it's not going to be an easy year in the desert Um, look obviously Jory's very much still out on Kyler Murray Um, he's had a number of issues despite the sizable paycheck new new man at head coach as well Um, and Murray is expected to also miss at least half the year as far as I can remember that roster has been stripped of talent over the last few seasons, and it's it's very much like a full-on rebuild. Uh, team moves in the off-season, they kind of signaled an, an acceptance of their fate, and um, multiple draft stock reloads and non-aggressive moves in free agency. Once Murray comes back, they can probably edge out a few wins, but I think Arizona are also going to want to be careful with their most important poker chip going into next season, so he's not going to be rushed back. After big layoffs, players tend to get niggly injuries. I think he'll be over-resting on them. So, I mean, we'll be looking at a, a season where, depending on where they're standing, how far out, like if they have a chance of getting into the playoffs when he comes back, he could play three to four games this season easy. Um, And as a result, my prediction is fourth in the NFC West, potentially last in the nfc and a record of 2 and 15 and that's fairly brutal but i feel it's fairly on the money too
1: yeah uh, another team that it's hard to be optimistic about now look maybe they'll surprise us like seattle did last year but yeah they are um out you know of uh, out with kyler murray for the first half of the year obviously undergoing that um, I, I have to say my biggest concern for Arizona is that complete goofball that is their head coach and uh, Jonathan Gannon and a lot of people might roll the rise and say Eagles fans displeased with Jonathan Gannon what else is new I, uh, I maybe he'll fare better as a head coach than he will as a as a defensive coordinator but I just I don't have high hopes he Consistently underperformed against good quarterbacks. He's bringing Nick Rallis, who was the linebackers coach for the Eagles, who oversaw, you know, good leaps of play from T.J. Edwards and got good play out of Kaiser White. So, you know, I, I I think he's the D.C. there now in Arizona. So that's probably a good coaching uh, spot there. Tandem. Tandem, yeah, and look again. Head coaches often go from you know their their coordinator position and sometimes they'll take on a more um, CEO like role, and w- in which case maybe Jonathan Gannon's weaknesses won't you know affect the team too much. But I I I think he's just uh just a weird guy. I don't think he's. My prediction is I don't think he lasts. If I was to make a prediction for this season, I think Jonathan Gannon's probably going to last. He's going to be one and done. Yeah, um, I, I
0: tend to think that, and that he does strange things to people. We've seen how Cliff Kingsbury ended up. Um,
1: I think yeah, they yeah, no, the yeah. Bidwells might be a bit anxious to not repeat the same mistake. You know, they they fired Cliff Kingsbury a year after giving him a contract a big contract extension you know maybe they'll want to get their money's worth from Jonathan Gannon but um, you know there's already talk about them you know having their own first round pick and Houston's first round pick who are I think slated by the books to, to have the number one and number two overall pick respectively you can bet regardless of you know if Kyler Murray comes back and looks great they're drafting Caleb Williams if they have the number one pick, they'll draft Caleb Williams, and they'll salvage and get a draft pick for whatever they can for Kyler Murray, um, who probably still will command uh, a nice draft pick if he if he does sort of return somewhere close to his his top form. Yeah, that's my reservation about Arizona. It's just their their head coach, and heavy he yeah, can run.
0: The only thing I would say in Gannon's favor is. Expectations going into last season, maybe not our expectations, but Arizona's expectations going into sure season versus Arizona's expectations going into this season. I think he will get more of a buy than Cliff Kingsbury did in year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think
1: there's, you know, the closest thing you'll ever see to zero pressure for. A, and maybe maybe that's doomed my prediction, you know, from the start. But you know what? I'll stick with it because I don't think it's outrageous. Um, so the final side in the NFC West yeah let's yeah. tie this whole thing together the LA Rams again pretty forgettable season for the Rams kind of derailed from the very start with with uh, with injuries The Matt Stafford entered the season with concerns over his shoulder um his o-line kind of proceeded to get decimated Cooper Cup was injured Aaron Donald was you know put an IOR and they ended up five and twelve last season. Um, I did write down a couple of losses, personal wise. Taylor Rapp, kind of a serv- serviceable safety, gone to Buffalo. A. Sean Robinson to the Giants, kind of a decent um, run stopping interior D lineman. Uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield had a brief stint there. Came led a beauty of a comeback for them, but he's his tenure in Los Angeles is short lived, he's gone to Tampa. Um and their additions they signed one free agent, that's Coleman Shelton. He's a center a kind of mid mid tier probably lower mid tier center. And the only other additions to the team were 14 draft picks. So it, it's very difficult, you know, because some of these draft picks might turn out to be studs all of them might turn out to be backup level, or or worse it's very difficult to say um this is i suppose the repercussions of trading for jalen ramsey and matthew stafford um and obviously giving big contracts to cooper cup matt stafford and aaron donald that they just don't have the cap room to try and maintain any semblance of, uh, not competency, but you know, being competitive. Uh, so they're it as brazen a, a reset year as we've seen. That a, a good chunk of these fourteen draft picks might make the team. Uh, their first five games, they're opening in Seattle, then they're playing San Francisco, then Cincinnati. Then Indianapolis and then Philadelphia. It's kind of tough to give them anything more than one win there. Maybe against Indianapolis against Indy. Yeah, and you know all the talk of Anthony Richardson out of the Colts camp is that he's looking phenomenal. So it's not a it's not a gimme. I don't think. But uh, if they're looking for one win, you'd probably give them Indy unless they had a a wacky rivalry game against Seattle maybe or or even San Fran Mm. but probably their likely first win of the season is week 4 again which isn't isn't great I have them finishing the season 7 and 10 obviously uh, an improvement over last year I think their roster has become stars and scrubs but it's it's mostly scrubs with a few stars it's I think I'm going to get TF, at the end TFSA of the day they, all about them scrubs yeah that's true look it's a it's a necessary year I think if some of these draft picks stick and going to perform well in a year or two more likely two or three they'll they might be in a position again to contend but this year I think is an evaluation year for this talent that they've brought in um Matt Stafford obviously I think he said early in the offseason he wasn't retiring so I'm assuming he's feeling better and look maybe with Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup healthy again they'll surprise Um, obviously with their own line who knows uh, so I had them going 7 and 10 but I could see them actually exceeding that but it just depends on the variance of of rookies you know it's like I said high pedigree draft picks can come in and Stink it up, and then of course you've got those diamonds in the rough that'll come in, uh, like um, Tariq woollen last year. Come in, and they look like they should have been right. first-round picks all along. So I have, I do have Los Angeles coming in third in the division. Same, same.
0: Um. So we're in agreement again: San Fran, Seattle, L.A., Arizona.
1: Yeah, I think so. We're two we're too amicable um, next week I'll bring the hot takes good um Me too um yes I think the quick fire will'll do two, a quick fire I'll just call wins. out the the fixtures the preseason week one fixtures and you just name the team you think is is gonna win we're not gonna worry about spreads we're just gonna take money lines so Houston versus New England Of course, a lot of this is going to be crapshoots because we're not particularly familiar with a lot of the, you know, third or fourth string for each team. So, I'll I'll tell you Houston is favorite. Um,
0: Yeah. Um, Why am I thinking Houston?
1: Well, we might get to see CJ Stroud.
0: Yeah, he'll probably play more week one one of the
1: we might also see um, you know Davis Mills who was you know their starter last year we might see a bit of a who's on top between the two yeah Um, Minnesota Minnesota versus Seattle ball. that's kind of a dirty one it's hard to hard to pick a favourite Minnesota person. okay a Seattle favourite there but you are a takes man Atlanta favoured versus Miami Let's go with Miami.
0: Okay. A few new pieces they'll want to test out.
1: I wonder if we'll see Bijan John Robinson. Obviously much of the pre draft hype was about Bijan. I'd say, you know, you know basically what <sighs> you're gonna get from a running back. They'll probably keep him fresh until week one, I would say. If if
0: they're seeing a regular draw, some of the footage I've seen from this preseason, they have no reason to
1: yeah. In yeah. Agreed.
0: He looks like a stud. Uh,
1: Green Bay favored versus Cincinnati. Might see a bit of Jordan Love. Might want to get him a few reps.
0: Um, you'd have to. You'd have to assume he's going to get multiple reps. He probably get three quarters in this game, maybe two. Whereas at a push, but more likely one in the second one, and then no playing mm-hmm. time.
1: Whereas even two. if Joe Burrow was healthy, he wouldn't get a sniff at this game. Um, I think he pulled a hammy there, a couple hours a, a calf. Um. A couple of weeks ago he mightn't even be ready for week one. I think Jamar Chase um spoke to the sentiment that he didn't even want him out there week one. So Exactly. Mm, Green Bay favorite in that matchup. Green Bay. Okay. No good um the Giants versus Detroit Giants favourite here. I I think in a regular season game it's Giants all
0: day but I think wacky Dan Campbell with second, third and fourth stringers it's too much potential fair enough they both coach a good game but Dan Campbell will throw some, some free plays out there are you saying
1: if those two played in the regular that's... season you'd choose the Giants to beat the Lions yeah oh I think that might a bit of a contrarian take there but we'll see if it happens the Giants I think went to the playoffs last year if I'm not mistaken they won again they certainly did but that's not necessarily a set in stone indication we'll see we'll see we'll discuss that uh, uh, some of our regular this season episodes Pittsburgh favored versus Tampa we'll probably see a bit of Baker and Kyle Trask versus I'd probably lean towards Tampa because there is that quarterback battle there yeah but you're you're discounting Mitch Trubisky on the other side peak all right Tampa yeah um, uh, Washington Tampa. versus Cleveland Cleveland favorite obviously we saw Dorian Thompson Robinson there in the Hall of Fame game looked pretty pretty Look good. good he did now I know it's a yeah. Hall of Fame game but he looked like he could scramble when he wanted to made some pretty good throws pretty intriguing
0: for more reasons than one the, the Sean Watson move kind of Looked poor that night. Not that much. I'd be interested to see where he goes. Um, I went back even on
1: this. Yeah. See how he goes. And it was the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Denver favored handsomely versus Arizona.
0: Yeah, it's probably realistically the third string Arizona quarterback, given kind of Murray's. Yes, of season, so. because
1: Arizona's second string quarterback normally will be their first string for the first um half of the season of so the season, yeah. you you imagine they're at least playing a string back on denver mm-hmm. i think we'll slot in denver um indianapolis also uh favored handsomely versus buffalo i imagine mm-hmm. yeah i'll go with indy hmm? i'll go with indy it's hard to predict whether we're going to see a much action from these first round rookies, but I think they'll probably get a quarter at least. In it about a quarter mm-hmm. maybe. So we'll probably will see Anthony Richardson. Tennessee versus Chicago. Chicago's favourite.
0: You know I have a soft spot for, Sh- for Sh- him So I'll go Chicago on
1: that basis. alone. I'm just surprised by that. I thought with Tennessee obviously starting Ryan Tannehill, we might get it featured look at both Malik Willis and Will Levis you know pretty kind of two notable backups as opposed to two names two names as opposed to Chaitan's uh, supporting cast all right the Jets uh, versus Carolina Carolina our favorite we'll see a bit of um
0: Bryce
1: Hall Bryce Young
0: oh, not Bryce, Bryce Young Bryce
1: Young yeah um, I'll,
0: I'll back Carolina in on that one I don't think having looked at the Hall of Fame game Roger's going to play any time this preseason mm, I would doubt that um, Zach Wilson just did not fill me with confidence he mightn't even get a start Um, I because they're getting four games so I might go Carolina in this one Uh, look obviously I want to root for Miles as well I think Miles get, might get a few Bushes as well.
1: Um, then we have the Jags playing Dallas. Jags favorite there. Anyone who plays Dallas is my favorite. Yep, dub it up. Um, next game is the the good guys, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Ravens. probably back the Ravens in that one if I'm being brutally honest Um... Ravens heavy favourite there and for good reason I'd say the Ravens have that um, pre-season victory streak going back to 2015 I think also again I'm more familiar with the Eagles backups than any other teams Marcus Mariota's quarterback too has looked god awful in training camp he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Tanner McKee's looked decent, but he's um he's a rookie. Uh fifth round rookie, I think. And Ian Book is uh, dog dog water. So I I'd be taking the Ravens all day every day. Um Chargers at Rams, Rams favoured there.
0: Probably for good reason. Yeah, i will probably go follow the Rams in on that one too.
1: Yeah, I'd go Rams as well. I guess all of their draft picks will probably get playing time and then there's just a variance there that some of them might end up being pretty good. Um, yeah. I know they're rookies but you know, relative to maybe some of the Chargers' backups. Kansas City uh, at New Orleans. New Orleans are favourites there. And... Um... I might go Kansas. And... The 49ers and the Raiders. 49ers being favoured. Yeah. Go 49ers. That'll do it. i go 49ers too. That'll do it. That'll
0: do it. That'll do it, pig. Well, that's us back. Episode 1 of Season 2. We'll be here making your ears bleed until, obviously, the day after the first weekend in February. Um... But that's all from me.
1: That's all from me.
0: Thank you. And good night. Come again.
1: Zone, right Joe? That's
0: exactly right. I mean Get there's nobody there.
1: inside the 10. Get back Here guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. No. No. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the play!